BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and I have just got through watching uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, Aspen Lad versus Norma Dumont. Now, before we get into the main card, let's quickly run through these uh, uh, prelims. So we started the show with Ariane Carnalosse picking up the, the third round submission against Estela Nunes in the strawweight division. Then we went to the men's bantamweight division where Danar Batgarel got the first round KO of Brandon Davis. And going back to the women's, uh, this time the flyweight division, we had Luana Carolina getting the decision against Lupita Godinez. And then we had Danny Roberts in the welterweight picking up a, a good victory against Ramazam Emiev. And then in the future prelim, we had Bruno Silva uh, picking up the third round KO against Andrew Sanchez. So going on to the, the main card, we opened uh, in the featherweight division. Uh, Ludovic Klan, the, the, the Slovakian, uh, looking to uh, beat veteran fighter uh, Nate Landwer. Um, both with, uh, with relatively um, lacklustre performances in their, um, in their UFC um, run so far. Um, uh, Ludwig was going one and one into this fight, and uh, and Nate was actually uh, one and two. Um, but started the 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 first round um, pretty nervy for both. Uh, it it uh, took quite a while for for the fight to get going. Uh, Landro obviously um, working off that kind of brawling style. Uh, he's uh, is more known for his uh his vicious knockout power rather than his uh, technical prowess uh and clan um very much uh, out of that kickboxer uh mentality 
um, and he he certainly used those tools to to decent effect in this first round. Uh, landing uh, quite a few body kicks. Um, Landra was um, was nervous. I think he uh, he was very weary of those kicks of of uh, uh, Ludovic. So he, he stayed on the outside, uh, kind of uh, just circled round, trying to avoid the the bigger kicks from uh, from um, Ludwig Klan. Uh, but unfortunately, was, uh, Ludwig was still able to find his target quite a lot, uh, landing uh, kicks to the body, landing um, um, a big knee. Uh, able to to pick off uh, some combinations, uh, and it was very very kind of timid almost from from Nate Lander in the in this first round. Um, with about um, twenty seconds to go, he does finally uh, start to score some major offense, uh, landing a little bit of a flurry of punches and a knee. Uh, but the 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 clacks and goes, uh, and it was quite clearly a, a, a dominant round for for um, Ludwig Klan and um, uh, Landwehr certainly had a lot of work to do to to get this uh, to get this win back on track. Uh, in the second round, he, he very much did so. Um, he started in the in the same vein, taking some combinations with the kicks uh, and uh, and kind of retreating. Uh, but this time, he was able to force more clinches. Was was uh, able to tie up clan uh, which uh, kind of mitigates those those big kicks that that clan is 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 good at uh and when uh when clan was able to kind of force himself out of the clinch uh Landwehr was able to land some some big punches uh, uh on the way out uh clan kind of then uh left the kicking for a, for a, a little while in this in this round and tried to land some more punches uh, even went for for some takedowns uh, and this is where the kind of tad turn for me in this round um clan uh got stuffed on one of the takedowns uh and whilst he was trying to kind of force the maneuver uh, he ended up eating a lot of big knees to the point where he actually ended up taking a knee uh just to protect himself from from some of these uh, big shots from Landwer, uh, which actually played into uh, into Landwer's uh, benefit because that meant uh, uh, Nate was able to grab the neck and go for uh, an anaconda. Um, Clan is is able to escape uh, and get back to the feet, uh, and he goes back to his his wheelhouse of the kicks. Uh, but you can tell there. There's a little bit of the momentum lost now when Landwer was uh, landing more big shots. He had certainly had a, a lot more confidence. He started blocking more of the kicks, uh, landing elbows and punches. Uh, really kind of uh, rattled uh, Ludovic Klan. Um, the the end of the round came when uh, Landwer was absolutely teeing off on uh, on Klan, uh, and essentially the the Klaxon saved him from from taking an absolute destroying. Going into the the third, uh, Klan again takes control of the octagon, uh, lands a, a jab. Uh, Landwehr starts throwing some of his own uh, head kicks, which is interesting against someone with the the um, kickboxing skill of of Ludwig Klan. Um, it's almost like they were trying to uh, attack each other with um, kind of their enemy's best arsenal. Uh, because uh, Klan started landing more <laughs> of the, his left hands, uh, but once uh, um, it settled down, Land- Lander started landing way better shots, bigger shots, uh, 
crisper shots, more diverse shots. Uh, he catches um, he catches Clan with a knee, um, which uh, which Clan uh, is able to stuff, but it gives uh, it gives him the opportunity to drive forward and, and go for the takedown. Um, but uh, Land was able to to stay upright and push the action uh, down, so he actually ends up. Uh, in a, a more beneficial position, uh, is able to grab the neck again, and this time uh, there's no escape for for Ludwig Klan. The anaconda choke is uh, is uh, set in, uh, the squeeze is on, and uh, Ludwig Klan has no option but to tap. Um, so from a, a pretty nervy start, uh, Nate Landra uh, ends up picking up a very decent victory, and hopefully that can lead to him. Uh, um, doing a lot more in uh, in this featherweight division. So after that, we uh, we go to the the women's flyweight division with uh, an unbeaten in the UFC, Manon Fierro, um, who was looking to uh, extend her win streak to eight, uh, taking on Myra Bueno Silva, the the very very dangerous Brazilian, and this. Uh, this match was incredibly one-sided for me, um, but with the reactions of uh, of the fighters, you would think it was a lot more closer than it was. Um, essentially, um, uh, Marion Manon Farrell was absolutely superb with uh, keeping uh, uh, Bueno Silva at bay with uh, the push kicks and the side kicks. Uh, not ex- not exactly uh, devastating in terms of power, but uh, enough that it keeps um, it keeps uh, Bueno Silva out of that that kind of a close, dirty boxing exchange that she's so so good at. Um, the the problem with uh, with uh, Feroz's attack was it was very one dimensional. It was push kick follow up with three uh, punch combinations to the to the face. Um, uh, bueno Silva quickly realised that this was the tactic, uh, absorbed the the push kick pretty easily, and then just uh, covered up for for the for the punches. But she she started being quite gun shy uh, in terms of throwing her own shot, but yes, uh, kind of um, cocky and arrogant with her, the way she was mocking uh, Fiero uh, to the point where she was putting her chin down, sticking her tongue out, putting her arms behind her back, um, as if she had this fight essentially in the back when she had nothing of the sort because she wasn't throwing anywhere near the, the number of attacks and significant attacks that uh, Manon Farrell was uh, was doing and, and props to, to Manon to not be goaded into changing up your game plan because uh, the, your opponent is is trying to show you that it's not working. Uh, and in fact, she, there's a, a point in the in the second round where um, Farrell actually lands a, a push kick that 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 knocks uh, Bueno Silva off her feet because she's uh, because she's uh, trying to um goad um uh, Manon. Um, she gets she gets up and there's. There's, there's obviously no damage from it. It was just literally knocking her um, off balance. But um, it, it was a very kind of um, weird showboating when you aren't actually winning the fight because you're not doing enough work to uh, put your opponent in danger. And the few times that, that uh, 
uh, Bueno Silva did uh, land some big shots. Uh, she was good at uh, she got the clinch in a couple of times and was able to to um, pin for all to the cage. But for all was uh, was very wily, very calm and confident, able to to get out uh, without taking too much damage. Uh, bueno Silva also got uh, quite a bit of success with uh, with kicking the lead leg. Um, but there was just not enough of it, uh, not a, not enough counter-attacking, not enough kind of taking the impetus, uh, and all the way through the round, uh, all the way through the fight even, um, uh, for all stuck to a game plan, pushing the, uh, the fight, uh, uh, her opponent away, uh, landing the jabs, which, which didn't cause any damage, but it was still it was still output. It was still more uh, volume of attacks over over Bueno Silva, uh, and even going into the, the third round, Bueno Silva didn't uh, have that that worry of of that she needed to push the pace. She, I don't know whether she thought that she was was winning the fight or not, or the the, the very few attacks uh, and combinations that she pulled off uh, was enough to sway the judges because. It, it certainly wasn't, um, with all three judges um, giving all three rounds to Manon Farrow. Um, one judge, um, Tony Weeks, gave uh, gave the third round uh, as a 10-8, and it was just that dominant of a performance for uh, Manon Farrow. Never in danger of knocking her opponent out, never in danger of subbing her opponent, but just massively, massively outworking her. Uh, and she goes to 3-0 here in the UFC, and... Um, like I said, an eight-fight win streak. So props to Manon Farron. Uh, we may uh, have a another decent contender here in the women's flyweight division. So after this, uh, in the middle of the card, we have a, a record-breaking fight with uh, Jim Miller, uh, absolutely smashing records left, right, and centre. Um, this is his currently is. I think it was his 37th UFC fight, which uh, takes him one ahead of a uh, uh, former record holder, Donald Cerrone. Um, he's also uh, was taking on Eric Gonzalez, who uh, got the, the late-minute call, uh, who was making his debut. So another record broken with uh, the the biggest um, number of uh, UFC fights between opponents with Eric making his debut and Jim being 37 fights above him and um, Jim um, has always um, it's, it's always been hinted that this may be his last run uh, in the UFC uh, last push but uh, he, he said recently that he wants to to um, stand alone in another uh, UFC record book. Uh, he is currently one of two fighters that have, uh, have fought on UFC 100 and UFC 200. The other fighter being uh, the beast incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. Uh, but Jim Miller said he wants to um, kind of uh, extend his record uh, by being the only fighter to be on well, UFC 100, UFC 200 and UFC 300. Uh, now I think UFC 300 is scheduled to be in the middle of 2025. So for somebody who's uh, um, knocking on uh, knocking on the door of 40, um, it's, it's going to take quite a, um, a resurgence of his career to be able to, to keep going um, um, all the way through till till that time, but if anybody can do it, uh, Jim Miller has, has proved he can do it. Uh, another kind of uh, thing I wanted to note as well, um, this is his, like I said, 37th UFC fight, uh, and it's actually the, the 37th time he made weight 
with no issues at all and a, a very sliding uh, from the UFC um, by kind of uh, signifying that record uh, to people who maybe uh, have struggled with, with weight. Um, so, yeah, uh, but props to, to Jim Miller, record-breaking career. Uh, it nearly... Uh, was all for naught in this in this fight because Eric Gonzalez started really really uh, bright. He looked like he he wanted to take the fight to to Jim Miller. Had absolutely no fear. Um, started with a big right hand and hit some front kicks. Um, Miller uh, went to his uh, his usual arsenal of starting with chopping at the legs uh, and then kind of uh, switching up and, and going for head kicks, uh, clinches. You, everybody knows Jim Miller's style. He's very, very well-rounded. He can fight well on the ground. Uh, he's got great uh, stand-up. So he, he's he's um, a, a danger at any kind of a facet of, of uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, but Gonzalez um, does land quite a few big shots, and you can see that Miller uh, ends up being wobbled, um, but he uses that, that wily veteran uh, tactic of going in for uh, a clinch uh, or for a takedown to uh, give himself time to uh, to um, shake the cobwebs out, uh, regather his, his thoughts and his position, uh, and he was able to do that. Um, Gonzalez had, had full guard, but it certainly gave Miller the time to, to, to come back round. Uh, he's able to posture up, uh, and Gonzalez um, ends up being able to force his, uh, his himself to his knees, uh, kicks away, uh, and he's back to uh, back to his feet. Uh, he lands another uh, big uppercut. Uh, you can tell he, he thought that this fight was his for the taking, and it it probably was at this at this point. He was throwing some big big punches. But then uh, Miller lands a huge left hand, um, and that really stuns um, Gonzalez. Uh, Miller, uh, as he would do, would he powered forward, tried to uh, um, force the fight, ends up getting into a clinch. Um, but he uh, he forces his way out of the clinch to to uh, rattle off a uh, a little flurry of fight, uh, of shots, but. The, the 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 bell goes uh, a very tight first round for me I would have probably gave it uh, uh, to uh, Gonzalez just for, for the wobble and just for the brightness of uh, coming in but yeah it's a very very razor thin first round and uh, Jim Miller had a lot to, to think about there um, coming out into the second uh, Jim Miller thought I've had enough of this shit uh, got stuff to do um so he comes out and Gonzalez goes for for um, an overreach of a punch and Miller catches him with a with a, a counter a counter shot. Uh, Gonzalez goes for a kick and then Miller again with a perfect counter uh, left hand right on the bone. Uh, Gonzalez is fast asleep before he even hits the ground. Uh, Miller making sure of the of the finish with a few big shots before uh, referee uh, Mark Smith steps in. But yeah, it's a, a massive, massive knockout for, for Jim Miller and a real kind of statement that, yeah, he may be wild, he may be a veteran, he may be uh, an old dog, but he's uh, he's still in this to, to do some damage and do some damage to Eric Gonzalez. He definitely, definitely did. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So getting to the the co-main event, um, Andre Arlovsky, uh, former UFC champion, uh, another huge veteran uh, in this game, uh, something uh, close to the, the amount of fights that uh, Jim Miller's had. I think he's had maybe, this maybe his 35th fight in, in the UFC total, had well over 50 fights. Uh, uh, in MMA, uh, taking on the the heavy hitting Brazilian, um, and yeah, for for me, this this fight and then going into the main event later on, it was such a damp squib, uh, such a, a letdown. Knowing that these two fighters can uh, what they can do and the damage that they can cause, um, yeah, I just came out of this fight feeling like I, I wanted more. Uh, Arlovsky, uh using his, his kickboxing background, landing some uh, some um, some leg kicks, uh, throwing some high kicks. Uh, Felipe uh, going for, for his bread and butter of, of punches uh, to the body, uh, but he was uh, missing a hell of a lot of punches. Andre Lovsky's head movement was was uh, pretty on point for uh, for the majority of this fight. Uh, able to stay out of the range of Felipe, but and then just hack him down uh, with uh, the leg kicks. Um, he, he, it seemed nervous in going into closer range to uh, to land some big shots, and he only did it a couple of times in 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 the in the first round. But once he uh, realised how how far his range was, uh, he started to throw a little bit more, but still kind of uh, started uh, uh, reverting back to to those leg kicks. Um, yeah, a very tense first nervy round for Arlovsky. Um He was easily the more active fighter. Uh, Carl Sweet Felipe looking like he, uh, he was struggling to find his range, but also looking like he was waiting for uh, maybe the perfect knockout punch, which uh, he just wasn't able to, to find in that first round. 
second round uh, and uh, Carlos uh, came out a, a little bit more aggressive uh, started to back uh, Arlovski up against the fence and started to land more um, punches to the body um, Arlovski uh, fired back with flurries of his own and we got into like, a little bit of a, of a, a flurry battle um, Felipe lands a, a decent right hand but uh, Arlovski fires back with one of his own um, and he then made a little bit of space uh, and got back to the what was working in the first round the, the kind of sticking and moving uh, one two and out of there uh, tactics uh, Felipe wanted again as much like he did in the first he wanted to be in close he wanted to be in uh, like that uh, the, the form boxer dirty boxing style uh, but uh, Arlovski was was avoiding his big shots uh, and landing the 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 little uh, jabs and the the teasing uh, leg kicks uh, to really kind of uh, frustrate and uh, and just build up a um, a score I suppose uh, on on Carlos Felipe. Uh, going towards the end of the, the second, Arlovski uh, said that there was an airport and tried to get the um, the attention of Herb Dean, but Herb waved it off. Um, the, they used the, the ringside technology where they have actually someone um, checking the, the, the replay uh, and they have the, the, the red light, yellow light system and uh, there was... And it was found that it was a punch that, that landed in Arlovski's ass, certainly not a, a, a wayward finger. Um, Felipe tries to push uh, uh, in these last few seconds, uh, was able to clinch a little bit more, uh, but Arlovski able to pull his way out and um, on his way took a, a, a right hand for his trouble, uh, and then another one, then a, a flying knee. Um, a better round for, for Felipe this, but I still think that Arlovski had, had done enough to take it. He'd, uh, he'd kept Felipe at bay for the majority of the, the first two rounds and, and picked off his uh, his shots. Uh, so certainly in terms of significant strikes and volume, uh, he was well up in this fight. Um, third round, uh, Felipe knew he had it all to do and he came out absolutely swinging. And this was uh, his way better fight. Uh, Arlovski looked really 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 tired um again we get another complaint for uh, an airport uh and again it goes to the officials and they say nope it was still very much a closed fist uh felipe landed shots to the body uh arlovski trading back with jabs uh both artists starting to really slow down cardio uh ended up being a, a massive factor in, the, in this third round um almost like the two were fighting through molasses uh it was uh it, it got that slow. Uh, Felipe was really trying to look for the, the look for the pit, uh, finish. Uh, lands a big shot. Uh, Arlovski uh, drops to the floor. Um, Felipe tries to to kind of swarm, but um, it 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 was clear that it, uh, Arlovski wasn't uh, damaged too much because he was quickly uh, back to his feet, quickly back in the clinch. Um, the clinch is broken and Arlovski uh, landing the quick jab on the way out um, Felipe did land some, some big shots coming into the, the, the last few seconds but there was no uh, energy or power behind him because both guys were absolutely worn out um, Herb Dean uh, ends up um, breaking um, uh, a clinch after both guys were, were literally just breathing on each other, uh, just absolutely, um, just absolutely knackered from uh, from from this fight. 
and then we get um, uh, a, a last few seconds uh, trade, Felipe kind of taunting Arlovsky, uh, and then we get that the typical kind of a brawler mentality where they go out on the swords in the uh, on the shield, sorry, in the last uh, ten fifteen seconds and just try and. Uh, uh, go hell for leather. Uh, n- no one really landed anything significantly, uh, and the, the judges were unanimous in that the winner, uh, 29-28, was Andrei Arlovsky. All three judges giving him the first two rounds, and uh, all three giving uh, Felipe the, the third round. So then we go into uh, the main event, um, Aspen Lad coming in uh, at very short notice uh, to replace Holly Holm uh, in this fight. Um, Norman Dumont very um, upset about the, the withdrawal of Holly Holm, feels that it was maybe not um, not very genuine, and she's definitely called for, a, for um, an interim title fight. But props to Aspen, who uh, took this fight on very, very short notice, and also a, a, a weight uh, above her natural uh, weight. So, yeah, uh, and that's the only thing I can really give her props for because uh, for a performance in this fight, um, yeah, there's there's nothing, um, in, uh, certainly in the in the first four rounds, that, that, sh- that you can really say Aspen Lad deserved to be in this fight or that she uh, was much of a factor in this fight. Um, whilst it wasn't the most entertaining fight, from both uh, uh, both competitors, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, this was a labour to sit through. Dumont was easily the more active of the fighters, the more accurate of the fighters. Uh, Aspen Lad, um, while she she uh, head movement uh, was was really good, and she did well to avoid some some of the more damaging shots of Norma Dumont. She really was lackluster in in her attack uh combinations were one punch at, uh two punches at best uh norma demont uh was was much quicker uh landing uh much harder jabs um the 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 very few times that aspen lad made any kind of inroads um to norma demont Norma just laughed and waved him off. Uh, it's quite clear that Aspen Ladder uh, is not a threat uh, at this at this weight to the the elite uh, the levels of Norma Dumont. Uh, going into the second, uh, very much like the the um, the first round where Aspen was doing very very minimal work. Uh, it it took almost like two minutes for for her to even throw uh, a punch. She was uh, just eating the the jab over and over and over, and not doing anything to to really counter it. Uh, like I said, on the on around the two minute mark, she finally uh, is able to rush forward and get a clinch. But Norma Dumont is able to just uh, work her way out of it, back to the center, and back to uh, using the jab. And she doesn't even really need to to put any kind of. Um, any stank or any kind of power into it because it was doing exactly what it needed to do uh landing every single time doing the uh cumulative damage to aspen lad and aspen lad was was not uh in any kind of frame around to to attack uh to the point where a corner was was screaming at her during the during the rounds 
to switch it up and and throw um, more punches, but she was just oblivious to to their uh, to their advice, and even when it, she was. Uh, uh, in the the mid round breaks, uh, and her, and her coaches were were brutally honest with her, and uh, to the point where they were telling her, "What the fuck are you doing? What is this for? How? Why are you doing this? I don't understand what you what you think your game is. You need to be attacking. You were three rounds down. Uh, even in the fourth round, he said it's potential that you're four rounds down. Uh, there was no kind of sugarcoating it, which is uh it was brutal and kind of uh, refreshing at, at the same time. And not many fighters are corners um, are so uh, so honest with the the fighters. A lot of them tend to kind of uh, sugarcoat stuff and and try and uh, keep the um, the the motivation high. Uh, not for for Aspen Lad. She was told in no uncertain terms, "This is a very poor performance." Uh, by you I'm incredibly disappointed and you need to go out uh, in these last couple of rounds and uh, and do something because you are losing this far how 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 can you be putting in this kind of performance uh, and in the fourth round she carried it on it was it was incredibly frustrating as someone who's uh, who has seen uh, Aspen Lad uh, put in massively dominant performances and, and her only losses really in the UFC are to, to top name fighters like I think before this fight she'd only lost to Jermaine Durandamy who was former uh, champion and an elite level uh, kickboxer uh, and obviously now uh, this loss to Norma Dumont um, it, it I mean, the level of fighters she's losing to is is very high level, but it's the performance she's putting in against these fighters. She's been incredibly dominated. Uh, like I said, in, in this fourth round, uh, corners were screaming at her to, to um, start picking up the pace and landing more shots. And and she didn't, and uh, Norma was able to, to take her down pretty much at, at will. Um, and... Um, whilst Aspen's probably the best that she did in the whole of the first four rounds was when she actually was able to sweep to the top of uh, of the of the the ground game uh, push up and, and land some punches um not unfortunately there was not enough time to to land a lot of punches or enough to uh to win the the fight or even the round uh so going into the fifth uh, coach said no in, in no uncertain terms you need a finish in this fight uh it's it's imperative uh that you get the finish and she she did her best in this this was arguably uh, the best round that she had i mean not even arguably it was the best round that she had because the first four rounds were absolutely gash from from aspen lad uh, but again, it was still not enough to to get the victory. Uh, landing um, some some big shots in the clinch, landing up, uh, uh, really forcing Norma Dumont up against the fence. Um, tried to go for the takedowns, but she was just not able to to uh, to uh, finish it. Uh, Norma Dumont was was quite happily uh, able to just um, defend in the clinch, not have to throw any uh, big shots, just not absorb any big shots either. Um, she was just smiling all the way through the this this round, just really controlling the uh, uh, the wrists of uh, of Aspen Lad. Aspen did break free in the last uh, minute or so, landing a big right hand, but uh, Norma Dumont 
fired back with uh, with some some close knees. Uh, Aspin landing the the last few punches. Um, probably scored um, the the last round on most of the judges' card. Um, so Norma Dumont picks up the victory. Two judges giving it forty nine forty six, which uh, which sounds about right. That they she'd won the the first four rounds and then just coasted in that fifth round. Uh, one judge giving uh, uh, a bit more of a positive spin on Aspen Lad's performance, giving her um, the another round. Uh, potentially, it, it may have been the third. Um, but yeah, Aspen Lad uh, comes up short, and Norma Dumont uh, strides on, and uh, is certainly looking to push for uh, at least an interim uh, title match, uh, if not uh, a full-blown title match in that featherweight division. So, looking forward to next week's fight, uh, fight night. It's uh, Martin Vittori, the recent uh, title challenger to Israel Adesanya taking on another former Israel Adesanya opponent, Paolo Costa, uh, in the main event. And then uh, in the co-main, we've got Grant Dawson and Rick Glenn. Uh, we've got Jocelyn Edwards taking on Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, Alex uh, Caceres taking on Choi Seung Woo. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo back uh, taking on Dwight Grant. Uh, so uh, quite a, a really kind of decent card there. Some uh, some fights kind of going under the radar there, but uh, certainly some um, some decent looking bouts there. Uh, so yeah, you can catch that with us here five rounds next week. But that uh, just about wraps up uh, for this week's show. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. Be sure to uh, give Carlos a follow at Kirby underscore Carlos. Hopefully. He's uh, uh, his his work and uni life is uh, is coming to uh, to wind out a little bit in the next few weeks. So hopefully he'll be able to to make a his his longer way to come back to the show. And uh, he may have some uh, some news about his potential uh, upcoming farts and his uh, his new fart gear. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to share that with you in the in the coming weeks but um whilst you're following me on twitter definitely go and check out some more of the content from the amazing networks that five rounds is proud to be a part of uh here at the chair shot here at visionaries global media and right here at radio techers uh but that's all from me uh thank you all for listening and that is the end TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.